At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Minnesota Tim podcast. Thanks for listening or watching the Minnesota Tim podcast. You can find this on YouTube. If you are listening, Um, you can go to YouTube and search the Minnesota Tim podcast and you can find the video and watch the Minnesota Tim podcast on YouTube. If you're listening to this right now, I'd love for you to subscribe on YouTube and subscribe on Apple podcasts. If that is the way you're listening. I appreciate your listens, and um, it's fun to do. So what I want to talk about today, last time I talked about confessions, about my bowling alley experiences and my road to 200 and how I fabricated it. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one because I was very honest. I was very deep. And I also talked about Kirk Cousins' extension and why that was the right move for both Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. So today I want to talk about another story. I want to talk about high school basketball. And I also want to talk about the miracle run by St. Peter's in the March Madness NCAA tournament. So I was at a basketball game a few weeks ago and um, it was a very close basketball game. It was at Coon Rapids High School Gym, and it was a very intense game. This is a 4A basketball game, section playoff game. Coon Rapids is playing against Forest Lake, Minnesota, and it was close all the way to the end of the game. Forest Lake ended up losing by two points, and Coon Rapids went on and advanced, and I don't know what they did from there, but um, I was rooting for Forest Lake. I had um, I had members. I had an affiliation to Forest Lake basketball. And as I was watching the game, uh, several things stood out to me. It is absolutely crazy to me how parents go completely bonkers at basketball games. 
Now, this is the first time I've ever been to a 4A basketball game in person. I've watched a lot of basketball games on TV, high school basketball, particularly in the state championships, in the state playoff games. But this is the first time I've been to a 4A basketball game in person. The school I grew up going to was a 2A school. Now I believe they are 3A. I believe they went up one. And games were intense. Games were great. Games were good. But 4A is another level because it's the biggest level. It's the biggest level with the most talented players, allegedly. And um, it's a it's a level where a lot of kids get to go to college and play for college scholarships and um, stuff like that. Well, the parents at the ba- at the game were absolutely ridiculous. They were yelling at their kids to shoot it or pass it or yelling at the coach to substitute this player or another player. They were yelling at the officials even though they were they weren't great officials but they were poor for both teams. Um, I went to the game with my wife, and when and she had to go to the bathroom, so I was watching the game by myself for a little bit, standing up top. And I was standing next to this other gentleman, and he was a parent of one of the kids, and he was literally pacing on the top floor. And I was kind of looking around, looking around, looking around, uncomfortable because I was standing right next to him. And he was pacing on this top floor, yelling at the coach to get this kid out of the game because he was too young to play. And it's not like he was just mumbling it under his breath. He was saying it really loud for all to hear around him. And I was uncomfortable in that situation because I was like, whoa. I understand that this kid's young and I understand that you're a fan of this team. And and I understand that you're rooting for your team to win. But this is why officials don't want to officiate basketball games anymore. This is why coaches don't want to coach high school teams anymore because parents are absolutely crazy in 2022. Nonstop yelling, nonstop bickering whether it's at their kid, whether it's at their coach, whether it's at the officials, whether it's at the opponent's coach or opponent's players. This is why high school basketball struggles to find officials. This is why high school coaches refuse to coach high school basketball. This is why when they're offered opportunities to play or coach their players or officiate these players, They don't want to do it because parents are absolutely ridiculous. They have no sense of what's real and what's happening around them. And I feel so bad because kids didn't ask their parents to ask to um, behave this way. Kids didn't ask their parents to yell at them or yell at the officials or yell at their coach. And these are the same parents that complain that there are no officials playing. 
These are the same parents that look at other people and like, whoa, what's wrong with this guy when it's really them? I was talking with Haley after the game. I was like, Haley, if I ever act this way, I want you to punch me in the face. And I said it with a straight face and we laughed a little bit afterwards because it was kind of funny. But I don't want to be one of those parents that is nonstop bickering. Nonstop bicker. I want to support my kid. I want to clap when they do well. And I want to act like a properly behaved parent. But this is what happens when parents live vicariously through their children. When they're 40, 50 years old and their children is basically all they have in their life. And it's so sad because, man, if I was one of those kids playing after the game, I would have let my parents have it because they, even though they're at the game supporting me, they would have been embarrassing me. It would have embarrassed me while playing game. It would have, it would have ruined my focus while playing the game. And I am, it's just sad, really. You're looking for officials. You're looking for these coaches and no coaches want to coach. No officials want to officiate. And it's because parents won't shut up and watch the game. You can cheer loudly for your team, but to yell at your kid, to shoot it, to pass it, to do these different things on the court. You're looking through a blind lens. You're looking through a blurry lens. All you see is your kid as the MVP. All you see is your team as the MVP. Ah, man. It was sad. So St. Peter's won a few games already in March Madness. They beat Kentucky. And they also beat Murray State. And they play Purdue in the next round to get to the Elite Eight. They made it to the Sweet 16. And I don't expect them to win because Purdue is a big team. And I think the biggest player on their team is like 6'8", 6'9". The biggest player on St. Peter's is like 6'8", or 6'9". And, I mean, they're talented. They're good. But I love watching them play. You know, uh, I was watching college basketball. I've been watching it a lot recently. And I, I haven't watched college basketball all year. I haven't really watched the NBA all year either, except for Timberwolves games. But basketball has changed so much. College basketball is not the way it used to be. And I don't want to sound like one of these guys like, hey, you're not the way it used to be. I don't want to sound like one of those guys. I don't want to sound like one of those guys where it was better in the past and everything was better in the past because things are great now. But College basketball is not the way it used to be. Players are one and done. You have no idea who's playing for Kentucky or Duke anymore. You have no idea who's playing for North Carolina anymore. North Carolina is an eight seed, and they upset Baylor, which is great, but they're an eight seed. They're typically a one or two, historically. Villanova, you know, some of those players, Gillespie has been there for a little while. But there's so many one and dones in college basketball now that I don't recognize any of these players, so it's hard to get behind any of these players. And people criticize the NBA game for isolation basketball. And the college game is all isolation basketball. If you watch any of the college basketball games, they are 
mostly isolation basketball. It's can you beat your man to the rim? Can you beat your man one-on-one? And people want to criticize the NBA game for being all this isolation crap. And people want to praise the college game for playing great defense. And it's not great defense. It's bad offense. That's what it is. People want to praise this college basketball for the great defense that's being played in the NCAA tournament, and that's why it's different than the NBA. No, the difference between college basketball and the NBA is that NBA players can create and make shots in isolation basketball, and college players can't. College players don't have the skills of NBA players, which is why college basketball players would get destroyed by NBA players by the worst NBA team. College players are awful in isolation. You see one or two or three or four passes, but it's like there's no movement. There's no purpose behind these passes. It's just get the ball to the guy that can create his own shot. He tries to create his own shot. He misses most of the time. And you've seen games like 52 to 50, 45 to 47. There's been a few games in the 60s or 70s. The Arizona beat TCU in overtime, 85-80. But there's been so many low-scoring basketball games. And the college basketball lovers of the game criticize the NBA for isolation when that's all college basketball is these days. You get these one-and-dones who are trying to show off for for, – NBA scouts are trying to get drafted in the lottery or just trying to get drafted overall. So they're trying to show off. They're trying to go one-on-one. That's how one and done has affected college basketball. There are hardly any plays being ran. There are hard, there's hardly any purpose or movement. I watched Iowa versus Richmond and Iowa. They didn't move at all. That was the worst brand of basketball I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was just like flabbergasted completely by the way Iowa played. Now, let me get to St. Peter's. St. Peter's, a 15 seed, started the season four and six. They were obviously not favored to beat Kentucky. They were underdogs by 18 and a half, 19 points based on Vegas's lines. And um, I was watching the game, and something stood out to me about St. Peter's that other teams don't do. St. Peter's, when they play Purdue in the Sweet 16, watch their movement. Watch how they play with a purpose. Watch how they move without the ball. They screen away. There's always somebody moving, even when they get into an isolation situation with their best player, their forward. I forget his name. It's like Nanami or Nayafo or something. There's movement with the isolation. They play such a beautiful brand of basketball, and it is just enlightening to the eyes. I love it. It's great. Finally, a brand of basketball that's like the San Antonio Spurs of yesteryear with Parker and Ginobili and Duncan and Kawhi Leonard. The Spurs, when they dominated the league with their great players, they had the best brand of basketball I've ever seen. They moved. They cut. They 
diagrammed plays that weren't just isolation. And that's what St. Peter's is doing. Now, they lack the talent of Kentucky. They lack the talent of Arizona. They lack the talent of Baylor and uh, Gonzaga. But they overcome that with their plays, with their diagrammed offense. And I don't think they're going to beat Purdue because their size isn't big enough to handle Purdue. But the reason they beat Kentucky and the reason they beat Murray State is because they have out-executed them with their plays, not with their players. Their players have executed the plays, but one-on-one Kentucky versus St. Peter's, you're going to take Kentucky every single time. And the only reason St. Peter's has beaten Kentucky is because they out-executed them with their plays. The players knew that they're not as good as Kentucky. The players know that Kentucky's favored by 19 points, but they were able to surpass those odds, not by going isolation, but by being a team. And it sounds like a cliche, but St. Peter's, they play as a team, and I love it. It's great. My in-laws do a NCA March Madness draft every year, and you get $100 like an auction. And you can spread out your money as much as you want. You can try to spend $60 on Gonzaga, and you'll have less teams. Or you can try to split it up evenly. Um, I got Arizona for a bunch of money, like 40 something I got Auburn for early 40-something, so that sucked. Auburn lost early to Miami. They played terrible isolation basketball. You want to look at isolation basketball? Just go look at Auburn and how they lost to Miami in 79-61. to Oh, I was watching the game with Haley. It's like, holy crap, this is just awful, embarrassing basketball. Anyway, I had UCLA, and then I was getting down to a few dollars and cents, and I got like Norfolk State for a dollar. I was like, yeah, looking around. It's like, oh, St. Peter's. That sounds like a Christian name. So I put St. Peter's in for a dollar and nobody outbid me. And now a team that I have for a dollar has actually done better for me than the team I spent for about 40-something in Auburn. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. And watching St. Peter's has brought back some memories, too. They have this player named Doug Edert. Doug trying to get Haley on board with that name, Doug. We're having a baby in two months, and if it's a boy, we don't know if it's a boy or girl, we're waiting. I want the name to be Doug, but Haley's not on board. That's okay. Um, Sorry, we got different names. But anyway, Doug Edert, the the lone white boy on St. Peter's. And what's the stereotype if there's a white guy in with four other black players the stereotype is is that white that is that that white guy is in to shoot he's not in to do anything else and Doug Edert is a good defender good leader but one of his greatest strengths is shooting the basketball so Doug Edert fills that stereotype perfectly and it brings me back to Washington, D.C., Virginia. And I went to this L.A. fitness with a Jimmy John's friend when I worked at Jimmy John's. 
And I was the only white boy in the gym. And I was on this team of four other black players because I was the only one. Well, maybe they were Hispanic too, but I was the only white guy in the gym at this LA fitness in Virginia. And I'm on this team and this black guy comes up to me and says, you're a shooter, right? <laughs> because he knows the stereotype. If there's a white guy in the gym and he's by himself, he better be a shooter or he's not going to bring any value to the team. And me not being a shooter wanted to fulfill the stereotype for the first time in my life. I've never been a shooter in my entire life. Nobody's looked at me, saw my game and thought that guy's a shooter. They look at my game and they say, that guy's a good point guard. That guy's a great passer. That guy's a good defender. He can rebound well. Never in my entire life have I been the shooter. So this guy comes up to me, asks me, you're the shooter, right? And for the first time in my life, I was able to turn towards him and say, yeah, yeah, I'm the shooter. (laughs) I'm not the shooter. I can't shoot the basketball. I'm the worst shooter on our team. But because the stereotype was that I was a shooter, I finally could take advantage of the stereotype. And of course, we get starting playing the game and I have an open shot and all these guys are telling and yelling at me to shoot the ball because I'm the only white guy in the gym. And it's, uh, <laughs> I, I got like this anxiousness with this ball. Because I told these guys I'm the shooter. Well, they assumed that I was the shooter, and I disagreed with that stereotype. But they told me I'm the shooter. I said I'm the shooter. I have an open shot. I'm supposed to make the shot. I got this anxiousness because I have this expectation to make the shot because I'm the shooter. And I'm like laying up bricks. (laughs) I couldn't make a single shot. And I was like, yeah, you know, just an off game. <laughs> just, just, I don't know. Something, something about today. <laughs> Sorry guys. I typically make these shots, even though I don't. <laughs> oh, that brings me back. Doug Eater is every white guy going into a gym as the only white guy. <laughs> oh man. Good memories, man. And that was the only time I've been the shooter. Hmm. The only time I've been the shooter and the only, and, uh, didn't work out too well, <laughs> but it was a fun memory. Good, good memory. Um, but excited to watch St. Peter's play against Purdue. And, um, if you're the only white guy in a gym and they expect you to be the shooter, I've got some advice for you. You better say, yes, you're the shooter and hope you have a good day. <laughs> You better not say you're not a good shooter or you're going to not, or you're not going to get the ball. You better say you're the shooter because that's what they expect. If you say you're not the shooter and you're the only white guy in the gym, they're going to think you're a bum. They're going to think you suck. Stereotypes, man. Assumptions. Thanks for listening to the Minnesota Tim podcast. Follow and subscribe on YouTube or on Apple podcasts. I appreciate you listening. Everyone have a great day.